Hello, Archie girl. Hello. This is the Harley and Josh yes, show. Yes, it is. It is. Let's listen to some new music from Ipswich artists. This week, we're also going to be discussing uh, our gear setups as a professional bass player as Harley is. I Yes. <laughs> I yes. And, and me as a guitarist and singer. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about these new R. Kelly and Michael Jackson documentaries coming out. Yes. And hopefully we'll get around to self-deprecation as musicians and creators as well. So yeah, please keep your comments coming in. We're on Facebook, etc., etc., etc. But before we do that... Oh, Harley. What'd you do? Well, I had a very musical week as a... Uh, we've... Was it last week that we were on school holidays? Uh, no, it was the week before. Okay, well, I've done more than I did last week. Wow. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, what did you do last week? More than I did last week. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it, basically. Oh, I've got my headphones are messing up. Oh. oh it's really annoying, because nothing worse than hearing your own voice, but only through one ear. <laughs> um, so, yeah, had a really good week. Uh, we we were really uh, rocking it at Rock Project. It was, I, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the energy of people mm. coming back from school holidays, which was just... Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, no Tom McCarthy, unfortunately. No, that I'd was a shame. Him. I've been speaking to him a little bit. Uh, he's been everywhere. I was chatting with him on Sat. <laughs> was it Friday? He was in Estonia, no, or somewhere like that. And I said that me and Josh are gigging at uh, the uh, Duke of York tonight. Mm-hmm. And he went, "Oh, is that the Blues Jam?" I was like, "No, dude, it's Friday." He's like, oh, "I've lost so track of time." Uh, who am I? We should maybe do a, like a a abroad call for from Tom next week. Just a, a, a little diary catch up with him. Right, yes, fair enough. I don't know how that'll work. It probably just won't, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we did our, our gig on Friday, uh, which was the Hoppy and the Hopefuls. Ooh, uh, Harley and the Hoppies. I'm going to talk too much about that uh, because something you can talk about because that was a thing. Because um, you were there as well. I did. And you had a lot of love for your hat. I didn't, did, a lot of, did you have a lot of compliments on the hat? Yeah, people said I looked French. I found my farmer cap, like my flat cap thing, the other day. The one that I used to wear in college. I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, I want to bring Pop it that back on." Yeah. yeah, but I was like, "No, you've got it. Then we'll just look like a farmer band." Yeah, but yeah, I was so, in a solo and I knocked it off <laughs> in the middle it. of the set. I was like, "Yeah, don't stop." Yeah, Carry on. Nah, man. Anyway, but you th- did you say you were in the studio as well? So Saturday, week? yes, I was in the studio with a band called Three Eyed Fish. Um, like Simpsons band yes right yeah Um, we talked about them previously we recorded them before they were recording uh, some music for their wedding Um, uh, oh interesting they were sort of doing some some bits Uh, they are now married Uh, well there's three of them not three of them are married two of them Uh, shared three Mormons Mm, yeah (laughs) and uh it was great. It was uh, they they did. I think they got seven songs done. Um, some really nice harmonies, some beautiful guitar work. Uh, they played bass on one of the tracks. So, but the way it's set up is three vocalists, and then two of them play guitar. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, and it's just it was just a really pleasure, just fun day. It was really good. Um, mm, nice. I couldn't overly relax because I, as soon as we finished, I had to pack up, run home, get my stuff because last minute. I had been contacted by Three Wise Monkeys to do sound at the Three Wise at the Three Wise Monkeys. I don't know why I blanked having said that. Wow, today is not a good word day. Um, so yeah, I uh, set up and went to the Three Wise Monkeys for the Stretch Soul Gang uh, performance, which was great. Now we were talking about that during the week, yeah, because we were we were both kind of looking forward to it. We played some of their music. And uh, they they didn't disappoint. Available uh, on Spotify. Oh yes, they are available. And um, yeah, they, it was just a really good fun gig. They did they did just one hour and a half set with Dan okay. Harvey playing music either side. Oh, great. He was absolutely killing it. Oh, Always, we had a lot of fun because I had a bit of an issue. My desk that runs wireless really through my phone, uh, and just before everything worked, just before sound check, and the Wi-Fi dropped out. Oh no! And I couldn't get it to work again. Oh no! So I had to drag the desk from the back of the stage to the front of the stage, and have an Ethernet cable plugged in to my laptop oh, to run no. the whole desk from the Ethernet. Oh crikey! And it was not ideal at right. all. So you do have to sit at your laptop the whole time. Yeah, didn't you? yeah. Uh, there were it was we had it set up a way that once it was set, I could just I wasn't mixing the whole time. They're right. they're then the sort of band that don't need like 
riding the faders all mm. the time. It's quite so. difficult though, you know, with having lots of different soloists, you mm. know, sax, trombone, yeah. um, guitar, yeah. Know, really great bass player and, and rapper as well. So Very good, yes. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it was, but eventually we got it running and it sounded really good up front. Now, you weren't able to make it, unfortunately. No. Um, so I've got you a little bit of a... Oh, a little, you got me a present. I got you a little present, right? Because oh, thank you. I uh, did a little sneaky and recorded some of the gig. Oh, amazing. So this is a song that they finished with. Um, and As it captures the uh, the live essence. It certainly does. What's uh, the track called? Um, I think it's called Burn It Up. I didn't ask them what the song was called, but... Right. It, they say Burn It Up, so... Yeah. I, I'm... I'm by I'm giving it that call that name by Good. default. That's fair. Um, so yeah, give should we give it a listen? Yes, I'd love to. This is Stretch Soul Game. That sounds sick. It was so. Thank good. you so much for bringing that in. I feel like I could, I could actually watch it. That's great. Yeah, well, no, it was I'd great. Be part of it. I um, because I, I was like a few songs in, I was like, right, let's plug it in and uh, let's, get, let's it done. get a bit of recording. And I said to the guys, I was like, I hope no mind recording stuff. Do you want the stems? And they're like, yeah, yeah, send them over. They're like, ah, oh, wish we would have brought a camera now. We could sync it all up. I was yeah. Like, Damn, should have but, well, if they, you know, yeah. some people might have videoed it on their yeah. phones and stuff, so you know they could always put out a little shout out to see if people could send it along. Yeah, so stitch it, some stuff together. Ooh, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, mate? <laughs> what did I do? What did you do, B? Uh, not a huge amount, my friend. Not a okay. huge amount. There was a lot of teaching uh, as Tom McCarthy's away. Yes. Uh, with his with his new banjarthy. Um, uh, he's away with his. He's got a couple of ESG pickups, isn't he? EMG. EMG. Uh, yeah, sort of. They're magnetic um, banjo pickups. They're very Crazy. complex. So we can play it through a sp- uh, through a stack. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, so yeah, amazing. So yeah, so I've been teaching and uh, you know, and sort of been quite busy uh, over the week. Not, not much time to breathe, but mm-hmm. when I do get to breathe, I'm thankful for it. So yeah. always remember that. <gasps> oh, yeah. oh yay! Nice <laughs> um, but yeah, a, t- a moment where I actually did get to. I, I had to move my lessons around on Thursday, um, and I did all my lesson, my teaching on Thursday morning, and I cancelled the rock project because we had uh, a very emotional day uh, for Mikey Adkins' funeral. He was an absolute legend, and he was the singer of my band for Stratosphere for a couple of years, uh, for the end of my teenage years, and I don't know, we were, you know, he was, he was a member of the family. Mm. So I was a pallbearer as well, so I, so I was carrying the coffin in with, with, uh, with Murray uh, yeah. and uh, my big brother Ben and two, uh, two more of his, his friends and his brother. Uh, when we walked into It's My Life by Bon Jovi, which I thought was great, he was a massive Bon Jovi fan. Awesome. And uh, we sat down, we, they, and... Uh, just listen, you know, listen to all the wonderful things people had to say about him as a singer, but it was also as a person, obviously. Um, mm. They played one of the Stratosphere tracks, which was mad. Didn't oh, choose man. the one that I thought they would because I mean, right. we played, um, you know, inside of my head, and we played that yeah. same one on on BBC Radio Suffolk. They played a Lone Girl, which was uh, one of the songs that I wrote and brought to the to the band, but he, but Mikey wrote the second verse, um, and it had this ridiculous ending, which sort of it, it's like Spanish ending. <laughs> Right. That okay. was, he always kind of hated. So <laughs> Ben and Murray and I sitting there at a funeral kind of giggling because we were just yeah. like, Mike, you'd be well annoyed about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and he's going like, at the end, he's going, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but what was, what was amazing is they, uh, they played a video of him um, singing. They didn't tell anybody right. was going to do it, but it was um, they had a, they had a TV screen up in uh, yeah, above the coffin, and it was it was just him in his truck playing his travel acoustic guitar, yeah. one of the songs he wrote, and not a dry eye in the house. Mm. It was amazing just to be able to you know have him singing right at you because he's just looking at the camera and he's right. just chilled out. He's not trying to be, do a big performance. It was really honest and it was you know it meant a lot. So yeah, we got to hang out after that and just talk about the old days of us gigging together and you know his family asking about how we wrote stuff and that was really nice to reminisce about past creative things and it was it was uh, something that popped in my brain when I was talking to people was that you don't realise it when you're recording a track or when you're writing a track 
or you're performing for people, um, if it is recorded, mm. that is, you, you, you know, that that's less perishable than you are. Yeah, you you're know? immortalizing your, y- yourself yeah. in, in audio forms. Exactly. So, you know, I'm so glad that for his kids mm. in the future, just a little bit of foresight means that, you know, they'll still be able to hear their dad's voice singing. And there was videos of him, and you know we've turned his Facebook. Well, I didn't do it, but his, his brother turned his Facebook account into a memorial account. Okay. So you know you can put you can see lots of pictures of, of him and yourself. You know, and you know, just being able to playing and seeing him play and, and perform. So yeah, R.I.P. Mikey. That was that was a mosh. Awesome. Um, but yes, mate. I we had a great little gig on on Friday night, didn't we? We did. It was really good fun. We did. It was uh, Duke of York. Yes. Yeah. Um. Matt Keane on the keys. Matt Keane on the keys. Matt As keys. you can see, if you go on the, the hop in the hopefuls page, you can see the Kino cam. Well, well coined. Yes, because Kino way... in German is cinema. Is it? Mm. Wow, I did not know what spelt like that. No, K I N O, but still, still, still pronounced the same. That's the, I did not know. I made ah, a pun. That's Kino. Um, but yeah, no, he did a great job because uh, Mr. Mr. Dan Dolman, Mr. Dougal McFluff, yes. unfortunately couldn't make it. But fortunately for us, Rich Webb, our usual keyboard player and, you know, lockably extraordinaire, mm. um, he can play a mean drum kit. It's a very good sounding kit as yeah, well. Yeah, he's he's really worked on it. and But, you know, he doesn't get to drum as much as he'd like. So he really, I could tell that we really enjoyed that one. But yeah. he wasn't flying off the handle. He was, you it was, know. It was- Playing to the playing to the song, playing to the room. Yeah, exactly, holding it down. So yeah, we were locking in really nicely, and and Matt did a really good job. Mm. Just following, you know, you have to just turn around, just going one, four, six, five, you know, the, you know, little extra signals. But you know, he had it, he had it down most of the time. Um, it was yeah, it was just nice to sort of crank up. The problem is, I've forgotten my earplugs, so I was, <sighs> my my ears were very ringy by the end of the night. Was it? I can't remember what night. I I needed some earplugs. I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Rock Project that I forgot. My mm. earplugs, they'd fallen out of my pocket. So uh, I was having lunch with Rainer, so I went and bought some new earplugs. Nice. Because I was like, I'm, I'm not doing a gig without them. New things. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, can't be having that, boy. No, thank you. No, no. no. Uh, but yeah, I'm sillily forgot. Mm. Um, but now I'm starting to take around these old things, which I kept uh, telling yeah. you I was going to bring in, but my, my Shaw 215 yeah. in-ear monitors... Which I'm, you know, after Harley gave me a tip last week that because they kept on falling out of my ears, but they've also got this thing on them which helps to sort of uh, keep the the, uh, the cable collect collected. If so, mm-hmm. you know, when you sort of slide it up and down, and it keeps the the two headphone cables together. And Harley said, "What did you say, Harley?" I said, "Time around the back, yeah, boy." <laughs> Ribbon so, around the old oak tree. Yeah. So the way because they they go in they go over the back of your ear if they're tight against the back of your head they hold in that little bit better yeah they put, kept popping out of my ears yeah. live and I've did not that work? tried it yet I've not tried it yet okay, well, but I've, I've I've done what you said and at home it worked yeah so yeah I'm just going to have to try, try it again next yeah definitely um, so yeah I'll let you know Ooh, yeah. trial by ear fire it's one thing I did uh, I I applied for um, they've, is it World Hearing Awareness Day or something right. like that no idea um and musicians can get a hey, can get discount on um, custom molded earplugs. Uh, if you can prove that you're a working musician or working within the music industry, uh, and they do molded earplugs, it should be 140 pounds. You can get them for 40 pounds. Cool, right? Um, custom made for your ears. Um, oh, you have to keep us in the loop as to yes. how to do that. Then, yeah, we'll share it on our on the Harley and Josh Show page because right. there's a lot. I know there's a lot of musicians who listen to this, so if mm. something that you are uh, you, will, you could benefit from we'll do it uh, they've got a, a centre in Norwich where you have the moulded we can always mm. take a trip up take a group trip up ooh <laughs> road trip wouldn't it yeah Harley and Josh show road trip um, so uh, yeah Harley we got asked by Rock Project student and Harmless Crossfire guitarist mm. uh, Ryan Swain about what gear we use live on stage okay. which I think is a great question so if you don't mind I'm just going to start off with a list yeah. Out of all my stuff and get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so my gear, starting off with my guitars. Okay. My uh, my Gretsch 5420T, which is a, a hollow body semi-acoustic yeah. sunburst. 
absolutely love it really good for for jazz rockabilly blues uh, and can you can kind of drive it quite well because it's got yeah. humbuckers on it uh my fender 60th anniversary strat in desert sand at first i saw it i thought that's disgusting looking because it's <laughs> sand colored with a gold scratch plate but then after a while i was like that's so 50s yeah and now it's quite noticeable it's, it, it stands out so i absolutely love it and it's just got a great strat tone yeah it uses the same kind of pickups that it would have done in the in the 50s so but you, you know, not much has changed. You, you've worked on it. You shielded it for me, yes, uh, which is great. Stopped a loads of buzzing when I'm using Drive, um, and just when I'm trying to talk over the microphone, there's not just a constant. <laughs> Go away, bees. Um, <laughs> and my my once in a lifetime guitar, my Gordon Smith GST 1.5, which is if you search yeah. that, it doesn't come up with anything because uh, I'm, I'm the only one with a model of it um, in vintage white. The uh, you know I love I, that guitar. It's great. I t- um, uh, you know I told you this story when I first got it over the over the radio. But um, you know I turned up to the factory, Gordon Smith factory, uh, in Northampton with um, with Tom McCarthy. This guitar was sitting on the side. Nobody wanted it. It's a mix between a Les Paul and a Telecaster with a P90 and a single coil and it's wired like a Telecaster but um, and it has the same neck as a Telecaster but it has a Les Paul body and I absolutely adore it um, but yeah it has a really great um, blend of tones you can get this really good bluesy uh, dark tone with a really good country picking um, mm. you know uh, twangy tone and you stuck it in the middle and you get like a nice sort of Stevie Ray Vaughan mix so yeah I love that yeah man um, then I got my pedals my AMXR Dyna compressor just to sort of level things out before it goes into my Zach Wild wah pedal which is alright but the wah pedals they have problems with um, the power inputs going in because stupid things, it's yeah. really stupid isn't it the, the 9 volt power in well um, male yeah. plugs they're just too wide to get into the side yeah. of the wire pedal so I'm going to try and fix that I've got my Electro Harmonics Nano Big Muff yep. Pi which is you know good fuzz pedal it's well proven um, I haven't tried enough other fuzz pedals and I think I will try some more because it can be a bit noisy that one um, the Electro Harmonics Soul Food uh, it's got a great overdrive that one uh, and you know not too many knobs to fiddle around with just the problem with uh, I have a lot a lot of electro harmonics pedals is the stomp is so loud as soon as you, you oh, flick clicks. the switch it goes boom yeah and you're just like great you know you kind of ruined a bit of a solo there with this just massive yeah. bang but you know you can't really uh, mask there is something you can be done that can be done about that I fixed that problem before on on sort of hand wired pedals have you um, and I can't remember what I did to fix it but it's my, mm. I might do a bit of research and see if I can well, get that sorted for you thank you I, I, I usually use a, uh, a blues driver a Boss blues driver yeah. which I absolutely love but recently it's just not been working uh, I took it into West End Music um, you guys couldn't figure it out sent it off to somebody else he thought he'd figured it out but I got it back and it did get sorted mm. so it's just uh, this thing whenever I stomp it it might turn on it might not so yeah great <laughs> but you know that's it sounds good um, but then I've got my MXR M68 Univibe mm-hmm. um, just to get that sort of spinning speaker sound uh, and sort of uh, um, vibrato that you can get from like a lot of Hendrix solos which I love uh, then sometimes I have a Moore Mod Factory which you can get mod chorus yeah um, vibrato uh, envelope filters all these kind of things all in very tiny Moore pedals are great yeah but they just the problem is the knobs are the knob on the top of that one because it's the selector of the effect if you knock that with your foot you you think you're going for a tremolo but instead you get a phaser so yeah. I'll be sort of trying to do some shadows does not fit the song it just sounds like a yeah. Van Halen solo laser um so yeah then I go into my Boss M- NS2 noise suppressor I usually use that for if I'm playing uh, through my metal zone my Boss metal zone because right. you can get a bit of a screech from that mm. and just yeah it's just a gate to stop all that sort of unwanted noise to come through uh, then I've got my Boss DD7 digital delay mm-hmm. really good for a broad um, a broad swathe of, of delays uh, and timings you can get those tap delay pedals that go along with it I don't have that I usually just use it for a slapback or yeah. some sort of dubby triplet chung, 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 chung. Yeah. really good for that uh, then I go into my Boss Fender 65 Deluxe Reverb and Vibrato Amp Sim which I got from Western Music yeah. um, the best pedal I've found to truly emulate a good spring reverb um, mm. just for that surfy kind of sound or those are those very atmosphere, atmospheric songs that we play um, it's really really quite chummy you get the drip 
yeah. and there's some really weird things that happen that you know it sounds like it's not clinical no it doesn't yeah. sound like you know you've just got an envelope and then it's going to follow that um it just oftentimes will just you know it will, it will come out with this random sound mm. Anyway, so getting onto my amp, I've got my Vox AC30 two-tone TV front limited edition amp, um, which I got from Ar- uh, Arlington's, no, Anderton's, not the bar, uh, Anderton's, uh, and I bought it on finance because yeah. I think they're about 800 quid, those things. So yeah, I just paid it off monthly. Um, I love it. It's all blue and cream. It's a, it's a limited edition finish, is it? Or yes. Is it just, yeah, it yeah the blue and cream front yeah, to so- it, and it just looks really 50s. And it just sounds exactly right for for the kind of thing yeah. we use. I've got my my Shure Super Fifty Five Super Cardioid Fifties um, looking mic, much better than the normal Fifty uh, Five I find because you just don't get as much. Uh, well, it's it's a much narrower pickup yeah. pattern, and also just you, you don't find that vibrations come through no. the mic mic the mic stand as much as the as just the normal 55 um and then i use a for that i get a, a slap back delay which i just get through my presona studio live 1602 which has served me very well for the past four years yeah um, along with my evpa anyway i just wanted to sort of go through that um my my favorite part favorite piece of gear from that is probably my gordon smith mm. not i don't get to play it all the time but it's just a bit of a crowning jewel because it's got such a story behind it the rest yeah. of it is gear that's really helped me out but i've you know bought it online or it's something nice to have something that has a story exactly but anyway that's that's my swift gear rundown what cool. about you harley what do you what do you love right so i love it all mate i love it all like i don't know if you do this but i kind of it was recently that i looked at my gear and went you know, I think I've got it all. I think I've got everything I need. There's little bits here and there. Nice. But so with my bass wise, I've got four main gigging basses. Mm-hmm. Two four strings, two five strings. Um, so my two four strings that I gig with, I've got a few other ones that aren't very good. Mm-hmm. But so I've got my jazz bass, 2011, uh, 60th anniversary Mexican jazz, which I absolutely love. That's the one I bought from uh, Chiron from Underline yeah. the Sky and Pessimist. Um I absolutely love that real modern sounding jazz bass. That's got a, a, uh, a John East preamp system on it. Okay. So uh, bass and treble uh, cut and boost as well as a passive tone, which is really useful because I can run it as a passive amp bass and I can still run it with that kind of modern uh, sort of modern kind of sound Good. that you get from that active pickup setup. Nice. Um, I've got my P bass, uh, which is 2008 P bass, which I absolutely love. Uh, it's nothing special as such it's you know it's just a bass volume pickup volume tone and an output but the paint on it as we found out the other day is ridiculously thick yeah it is because i dropped it no you didn't drop it you just it fell out of the case because it it? wasn't zipped up yeah and (laughs) it fell from quite a great height i felt that in my heart yeah and it just went i looked at it was a tiny little scratch like didn't even crack the paint behemoth of a bass yeah and and it sounds it as well it's really nice it's solid um, I run nickel wound strings on those. Mm. Um, Look at this graph. The thing, oh, that's Nickelback, sorry. <laughs> so I, um, I, yeah, with basses, I feel the string choice is very important. When I play my five strings, they have steel strings on. They're a lot more deeper in the low end. A bit, the fundamentals are a little bit more throaty, and the mm. top end uh, uh, is a bit glassier. Oh, cool. And with the the five strings, uh, so I've got a five string Proton Precision, which is a double soap bar pickup, right. and I've got a five string Fanfret PJ bass, which is custom made by oh, Hawkwood. Cool. Um, which I don't get to gig so much because a lot of the bands I play are very. They they go with the look of having something that's kind of vintage looking, I and this see, is yeah. quite metal and yeah. interesting. So it's not often I get a chance to whack that out, but I do love playing it when I can. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, good. It goes into my pedal board. That is like mental. What's that? <laughs> it's like the, the, the it's like the Enterprise when I look I at it. I'm like yeah. engaged. <laughs> I, people do look, people do comment on how my bass pedal board tends to be bigger than a guitar pedal board. <laughs> um, Although I haven't actually got that much going on, I've just got a couple of big pedals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I run a polytune, tuners, whatever. Uh, what tune do you use? Same thing. Yeah. I love the Boss TU3, but I find when you're doing a daytime gig, you can't, you can't see, see it. You can't see it, no. Which no, is a big, big problem when you're doing a festival. Bleached the sun, yeah. Yeah, and when you're outside, you kind of need, and you can't always yeah. hear your room very well. You need to make sure you're yeah, in Yeah, the polytune's great. Really, really nice, um, yeah. uh, distinctive display. Yeah. Um, 
I go straight into a line selector. Now, all of my pedals apart from one go through the line selector. So if I'm not using any pedals, nothing goes through the signal chain, mm -hmm. which is really useful uh, when you want to keep a real natural sound. Um, so in my pedal chain, I've got to remember this, I have the POG 2. <laughs> I have right, yeah so the you said yeah, yeah. Just to get different octaves so, and stuff in yeah there. so octave up octave down really Lovely. cool I also use a pitchfork which kind of does the same thing but also does intervals as well and detunes doesn't it yes which is um, great very so you useful. don't have to constantly just detune you know yeah. using your machine heads so you just click a pedal yeah um, I go through a Boss phaser pedal which I love yeah. using phaser on bass it sounds that was, great that was uh, didn't you say Murray influenced that yes yes did, he did. bought he came into the shop was like I want to buy a phaser you use that on our recording. And it yes. sounds awesome. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, you tried it out, and I was like, that's the sound I've been looking for. I hate chorus. I really hate chorus. Right, yeah. But I always want modulation when I need it, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Although I have recently thought about, I've got a chorus pedal at home that I'm thinking about putting on my pedal board. Yeah. Um, just for getting that sound. I also, from there, I go into a uh, the freeze pedal, the Electroharmonics freeze pedal. Okay. Which basically, you make a note, you press the button, and it just loops a small part of that wave so then it just a single note just gets repeated round which is very useful if there's a long note and I need to tune I can click that in tune my bass and the bass doesn't drop out that's great it's very useful for that kind of thing or True droning stuff kind in. of thing yeah yeah um, so there's that and that goes all the way back into a uh, bass wah which I very yeah. rarely use but every now and then if you need a, to like if I can get asked to do a solo every occasion I um, it, it gives you that little bit of top end it's kind of that power boost yeah, that you need true. yeah that's good um, and again that's what was used on on your album as well uh when we it is yeah yeah i think i used all of my pedals at once yes, on that good <laughs> uh, oh i've also got the big muff pie as well nice bass, but then you've got the small version of the nano one i've got the big one oh have you got the big, the big one? one the big bass muff pie well so. i still need to hear the fly yeah. Uh, no, what's it called? The, the zapper thing that you got. Oh, was... um, yes. <laughs> Keep teasing to show me. Yeah, I will have to bring it in for a project. I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's all made of, of, of plasma, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, so it's called the plasma. There the you go. Plasma, that's the plasma it. pedal, which is just the most insane distortion. <laughs> and it's horrible, and I love it. Um, yeah, so that's a cool pedal. The other thing I'm going to put back in my pedal board this weekend is the Sansamp bass driver. Oh, yeah. Uh, something a bit cleaner because that's worked a little bit better with the new strings because strings really change how you kind of go into it. Now, yeah. the only pedal that's plugged in that's always on is my compressor. And this is probably my favorite thing that's on my board. Uh, it's a Cali 76, right. um, which is a really high-end studio compressor based on the 1176 um, which mm. is really good. Um, oh, yeah, I, you've told me about that for ages. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Did you buy that off Adam Browse? I did yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah, and it just—it's just the most musical sounding compressor I've ever found, yeah, and cool. it is great. But it is massive. It's bigger than my amp, <laughs> which is what goes. It's into an elf, next. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a Trace Elliot elf. Tiny little thing. I get it out. I mean, it's like a go. wallet size. It's phone sized, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's about yeah. It's it's a smaller than an iPad, about the size of an iPad Mini. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, but big enough to fit. You, all your like, knobs and your jack it's like leads the on thickness it. of a book isn't yeah. it yeah, yeah it's about, I guess it is a size of a book wow yeah. what are those yeah um, and it's great it's uh, just a really clean solid sound a really nice DI so when I'm plugging it in I use it all the time for recording as my DI box because it's just a really clear clean output yeah. uh, I very rarely make, touch the EQ but then I only have to move it like to and one or two clicks and nothing doesn't it yeah, yeah and it comes in a handbag yeah uh, and then from that I go into my montage cabs montage 1x12 hand wired hand wired handmade um, by a really, guy you know yeah uh, lean business uh, in, in Ipswich mm. they made them They well they made them custom for myself but they now uh, sell those models live uh, to everyone and they are mm. absolutely brilliant if it's something that you guys uh like the sound of and the size of because they're very light definitely mm, drop yeah, them a really message are. and ask some questions so nice man that is my rig <gasps> wow harley it's the harley and josh show yeah yeah didn't have that one for a while have you? no uh, I, didn't, I didn't see you put that one on yeah. <laughs> anyway so uh yeah that's our gear if you've got any questions please let us know on our facebook page until then here's some music by influx of insanity they're playing this week um this one is called violet check it out
that was Violet by Influx of Insanity. But now it's time for... Music news, music news, here we go with music news. So I messaged you about this morning. Yeah. Um, uh, for, well, first of all, R.O.P. Keith Flint from Certainly, The yeah. Prodigy. 49 died today. That's huge. 49... <sighs> Never. That gives us zero time left, but you know... And yeah, we don't know what it's about. It was, it was non-suspicious, apparently. But you know, if you're a Prodigy fan, this is a dark day, and we are both yeah. Prodigy fans. Yeah. Um. So that sucks. Um. But what we wanted to talk about today was these two documentaries that have come out. We've got um, Surviving R. Kelly and Leaving Neverland, both about uh two you know two people abusing uh you know vulnerable. Uh, vulnerable either fans or you know young women little boys at points and mm. it's 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 very scary uh to know about this it was so i just wanted to talk about how can you actually you know separate a person's music from their deeds um I, you know and if you've got some talk about this please let us know because we're going to be talking about this um yeah. for a little bit but uh rob lewis our good mate has messaged in saying, I'm always interested in people's opinions on the work of artists, actors, etc. after their crimes have come out. Personally, I think someone's music doesn't suddenly become awful just because of what they have done, but it does make for uncomfortable listening. Kevin Spacey, for instance, one of the greatest actors of his generation, but now to watch him in a film is uncomfortable and it's difficult to remove the actor from the role. Which, I, you know, I, I can yeah. stand behind that. The difficult thing is, like, uh, it depends how close you are to the situation, but yeah. um, there uh, some some of the abused um, ha- can't even listen. That you know, if they if those songs come around near them, it would cause them trauma. Yeah. You know, if they hear an R. Kelly song and he did horrible things to them, if they hear a Michael Jackson song and he did horrible things to them, it's it's very difficult. I think it, it, there's a different different case here though because R. Kelly is alive and yeah. uh, he has been tried and he's gone to jail now. And yeah. I'm so very glad about that. Yeah. Um, today, actually, I, I, I took down a visit, video from the JSN yeah. Rockabilly's page because I did a cover of, I say we, it was all me. I did a cover of an R. Kelly song ages ago. And I have been keep getting praise for it. And I'm like, well, I, you know, it's just taking it down and taking small stands. But, I, you know, Spotify and iTunes, they took his music off a while back. Mm. Um, and uh, But it's back on now. I've checked it. Um, ah. So, because there there has been a massive spike in streams for R. Kelly, of course, because they go. I can imagine this thing sort of happens because they'll go, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, who's that? Search. Oh, it's this song, and just yeah. I think that will count for a massive spike when someone's in the news as Definitely. much as they are. And the problem is, like you know, when you see a news report about it, it's just like R. Kelly, singer of you know Ignition, and then they'll play the track. Yeah. It's like this dude's getting royalties for this, you know. Yeah. And also, people are going to go, "Oh, that's a jam. I'm going to go listen to that." Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 almost condoning someone's actions when you're actually enabling them more. That's it. We um had this discussion. Uh, for those who don't know, there was a similar story with the singer from band called Lost Prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Ian was Watkins, not H from Steps. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and a horrible, horrible person, and mm-hmm. did some horrible things. Really, like involving drugs as well. Yeah, and for us as fans of the Lost Prophets, it's really hard because. And also, we work with kids. We, we, we're, yeah. we're teachers. Well, this, I mean, the story, this came out before, way before I was teaching, and the story, and we were talking about it, and Toby was saying that he'd love to re-record all the Lost Prophet songs with a different singer so he doesn't get any royalties, but the problem yeah. is he wrote the song. Yeah, so true. you can't get around it unless you kind yeah. of just, you know, do Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja, but Major, or something like that. <laughs> Dragon Major, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, both... R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, both uh, victims of sexual abuse when they were kids, right. doesn't doesn't condone it at all. But it no. shows that it's a vicious cycle. So uh, you know, it's it's caused such hurt, such hurt in those in these families of these young kids. Mm. And uh, so Channel Four has refused to pull the documentary about Michael Jackson's alleged sexual abuse following demands from the late singer's estate. Um, but BBC Radio Two, at the moment, I haven't heard it, but. Um, um, mm. NME is, NME is reporting that, that they're not playing Michael Jackson songs anymore. Yeah. Um, two weeks after the program is broadcast, uh, Kelly was dropped by his record company after um, you know the uh, surviving R. Kelly thing, mm. and uh, planned concerts in the U.S. and New Zealand were cancelled. So it yeah. shows that it you know people are saying no, we don't want to listen to this music. So they're not separating 
the music from the artist. Yeah, and I think you will have. I think that will happen less with someone like Michael Jackson because he is so much mm. in the the sort of the main vein of of pop music. Yeah, like you, you can't think of pop without yeah, thinking of no, it. No, which that, whereas R. Kelly, you can quite easily forget about. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple of great songs, but I mean, it's not the. You know, Space yeah, Jam's you a little one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled uh, a, a, an R. Kelly track from your... Yeah, from our live set, set. yeah. So we, we used to do uh, uh, R. Kelly, uh, Ignition, um, yeah. which was always a really good song. Uh, and as soon as these kind of things start coming about, we're like, no, nah, we, we can't, yeah. can't do but that anymore. It's been anymore. going on for years, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's I the didn't thing. notice this, even when I put out that video, and when you put out uh, that you were doing Ignition, he was doing horrible stuff then. So there's that difficult thing of, like, when did you know? And it, So it's just being public about it and saying, look, no, I don't condone this. Yeah, I'd, I'd like some people's opinion on this, because actually I, I'm a little bit late coming on to the, the Michael Jackson stuff. I don't watch the news. Um, so then... I tend to hear these things through word of mouth more than anything else. Mm. Last week, I posted a video of us playing Don't Stop Till You Get Enough by right. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Elliot went, we might not have wanted to post that given the, the, the current thing that's yeah, coming out. And I was like, ah, okay, I think that's something we should probably pull down. We've got loads of other videos yeah, we can chuck yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. You can use um, that. Exactly. And but it's, it's difficult because, yeah, like if it, you're not actually instrumental to what horrible things happened but it feels you know a lot of people you know the warriors on on social media will call you know will say that you're condoning it and it was just, that's what i was worried about with having that video mm. with r kelly because he, he could still get royalties from that I, I mean the mute r kelly campaign which is a twitter thing just yeah. a hashtag uh it lobbied re- the record label to sever ties with the singer they also targeted concert promoters ticket sellers and streaming services spotify music and pandora all agreeing to demote carl kelly's songs from their playlists um but you know demoting isn't exactly taking it off right i don't know whether they should take it off or not but it just shows that you know if you do do horrible things it's very very difficult for people to listen to music and not think about who's actually yeah. singing it that's it and i mean it's not just sound in the end i think at the end of the, it goes completely you know people talk about like artists and people sort of pop art you know pop singing talk about ed sheeran and say you know what Sheeran's such a nice guy Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably instrumental to the fact that he's so popular. Yeah, definitely. Because you watch an interview with him, and he's a nice guy. He's completely genuine, and you go, "I want to like his music. Mm-hmm. I, I want to believe in what he's saying because what he's saying is something that it, that 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 resonates with me in a good yeah. way." And it's so, communicated well. Yeah. If you watch an interview with Ed Sheeran, and he goes, "You know what? I like just to uh, punch elephants in the face." <laughs> You're not going to want to listen to Shape of You quite so much. No, but I also want to laugh and I want to watch a video just because he would be like, ow, that hurt me, and the elephant would then trample him. Your fingers crossed every time he brings out a new music video that it might just be a video, just a three minutes of him punching an elephant. Of anybody. And the elephant if it was just... anybody punching an elephant, oh my goodness. Okay, so this is going public. Elephants. Josh condones uh, the no, actions of elephants it. being punched. I condone the elephant fighting back and us <laughs> yeah. being able to watch. Um, anyway, so I, I think it's really, really difficult to be able to to class these two together at the moment you know there's 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 they're trying to take it to court with michael jackson with two people that are sort of 39 and 40 they've both got kids of them themselves now so they're fathers and they want to uh you know put a good example to their kids yeah and and just keep that kind of side of life away from them mm. i suppose but uh you know it, lumping r kelly and michael jackson together it's very difficult when uh michael jackson went to a trial yeah these two people actually were defending him in court that are now accusing him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, posthumously trying someone, uh, I don't think it's the, it gives the same merits as, no. uh, uh, as you know, as trying somebody like R. Kelly while he's alive. But that's not me saying that Michael Jackson didn't do it. I'm not sitting there saying that, you uh, know, oh, he can't speak for himself. So, I, no, he definitely didn't do it. You've, got to, you've just got to give the survivors and the victims... Yeah. Um, your ear, and you've yeah. got to be able to listen to it with a, you know, with a balanced head. I guess there's a slightly different financial thing as well. Like you might, you wouldn't want to be doing anything that's giving R. Kelly money and potentially funding his anything wrong that he's doing. Mm-hmm. But with someone like Michael Jackson, well, he's not about to take the credits mm. for that anymore. So you know, there's some horrible stuff that like that must have happened. I mean, you know allegedly you know you preyed on people which 
you know, were actually very vulnerable. Uh, boys from troubled families. Uh, the victim tells stories of sexual assault, knowing that it is extremely painful to recall the detail after detail. You know, you never know which one will stick in your mind, causing depression, nightmares, and PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be something simple, as simple as a song. That, that, you know, they hear human nature or something. You know, yeah. that that was a problem with the news reporting. You know, that I heard about this over the radio, radio four, and they mm. played human nature, which is a jam. It's such a yeah. good song. And I was sitting there going, oh, I want to listen to that now. And I think that's what happened. It's happening a lot. People are sitting there going, they'll report about uh, these stars that do horrible things like Kevin Spacey, but then they'll show a scene where they're doing some of their greatest work. So it makes it very, very conflicted in opinions. And I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. Please let us know. Comment us know. in the YouTube video. Uh, you can you can find us on iTunes and, and all that sort of stuff. I think this is a big deal. So we'll we'll come back. To, we'll, we'll recap on people's opinions mm. on this. So please do comment below and tell the world what your yeah what you think yeah um so i think we need to get on to our next little sectione thing that i brought back this morning jingle so harley yes. this was your idea please yes. take the reins sir well i was reading uh, an article the other week which is rare for me to read <laughs> and it was an interview with Mark Ronson. I love Mark Ronson. Do, I've talked yeah. about him many times because I think he's an absolute inspiration uh, musically and uh, creatively. And like me, he's not much of a singer, so he collaborates with the good ones. And <laughs> that's that seems to be how he works. So I'm like, I, I get it. I, I get his style. Yeah. But he's, in this interview, he's so uh, self-deprecating to a, to a fault um, and very talks his work down. Um he plays songs for this from his new album uh, with this guy in the interview, but he presses play on his MP3 player and he leaves the room because he can't stand to be in the same room wow. as somebody listening to his own music. Wow, that's you know that this is someone who how does he gig? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? This is he did the Super Bowl for goodness sake. <laughs> this is someone you watch on his music videos and he's dancing with swag with Bruno Mars, yeah. and he just doesn't have that self confidence. He talks about every single uh, like successful release he's had being uh, an anomaly and being um, not something that you'd expect, you know. And it wasn't from him. He, he yeah. sort of others it. It's not, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Valerie was great. Well, yeah. Uh, it was Zootons. a really good song written by the Zootons, performed by... It's like, yeah, but you made that happen. Mm. Just, just, just so take th- a yes. What do you think the solution to his problem is? Um, I, I, think it's ju- I think there's a certain amount of um, working through that that thing with maybe someone professional but I, I think it's a, a certainly a thing for musicians to be quite Self-deprecate. ready to talk yeah to ready to talk themselves down and not talk about talk themselves up and I think it's I think it's quite a British thing <laughs> as well I know he's only half British um, <laughs> he's so, not really one of us he's not really one of us nah but uh, it's a very English thing to sort of not talk about yourself in a good light mm-hmm. um, I bet he puts the milk in first yeah, but he probably most definitely does. Yeah, um, but like so many people, if you're good at something, and someone, you know, we won't tell people that we're good at something. Mm. It's very we're very quaint, and we'll mm. go, oh well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right. My, you know? my, but Murray picked it up off of me. Uh, uh, but the, a lot of the time, when people come up to me after the end of a show, they'd be like, "That was so amazing! You guys are, you know, <laughs> such incredible musicians." And I'd be like, "That's a bit fun, isn't it?" And yeah, that would be immediately what I kind of do. Yeah. But I think uh, what has helped for me to be, you know, uh, Johnny Big Ego, uh, is that because it's so uh, so integral to me paying my rent, you know, yeah. that that people are enjoying what I do, um, that. Uh, I look at it, it's a business thing, I've got to sell it. Yeah. And if you are selling somebody that your product is not very good before they've even heard it, or they've listened to it, they think it's oh, great, certainly. and you're telling them that their opinion is wrong, yeah. then they're just not going to like you as a musician or a person or a business or a product as much. No. So no. It's, it's like having this sort of elevator pitch, being able to sell yourself. And it's very hard as a musician to sell yourself because there's so much... Uh, so much confusion within art where people it almost feels wrong to sell music because you feel like it's an art that's you know it, um, and I think that's something that people think that we shouldn't be doing is is selling our our, our product which mm. um, it's so I think it's such a modern thing of people have music streamed they don't they don't necessarily buy music they right. don't um, a lot of gigs they go to are free so they don't they don't 
think yeah, about the fact product, that it's yeah. as a product and it needs to be Maybe. sold. Yeah. Uh, and it's very hard. Like I'm very, uh, when it comes to doing a gig, I'm always very quick to kind of go, I'm doing a gig, la di da di da And I feel bad about um, particularly selling the uh, product and going, oh, buy tickets to my gig and find a way to sort of sell it in a in an active sales way um you're quite good at that but you're you do that more often being an original artist and um you do that a lot better than a lot of people as well um, oh, thank you doing I'm, not, the, I'm not very good at it yeah well i think you are because you've got that there's there's a three types there's, like they say there's three types of social media that a business should have hard sell soft sell and social media tainted love yes yeah, so every third post should be a Marilyn Manson cover. The soft sell cover. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, uh, no, you, you're right. And being able to to look at it as a product and sit there and go, well, you know, if I talk this down, how is somebody else going to talk it up? Yeah. Um, is a good way of looking at it. But, you know, it, it's not always about your music, is it? It's, it's a lot to do with yourself. Yeah. Uh, like you say, you know, sometimes people need to just actually look at getting some, some professional counselling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing to to kind of tackle. I think I think we should come back to this at some point, yeah. especially when you know if, if if you guys could give us some of your stories about how you felt when you sold your music or you were you were on stage and you're trying to tell people how you wrote something and you're sitting there, you know, even Bessie Turner, she'll before us before she sings a track, she'll be like, yeah, this one's not very good, and, and mm. we've only got two musicians that I usually play it with, so yeah, bear with us, you know that it's that yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, I. I, I'm the next level of that is when I'm writing music, I give up on, I lose my confidence in it and I go, oh no, this is crap. Mm. Before I even shown it to anybody yeah. else, I talk yeah. myself out of even sharing it You're with the self, world. Self-deprecating. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> self, 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 self-deprecating. <laughs> um, and that's something I'm going to work on. Like I say, I, I, my, my New Year's resolution for this year resolution. is to, um, is to, to release some music. Um, nice. So you might get it on the 29th of December. Right, um, good, yeah. Just last minute, just throwing something out. They go, I, I, I panicked. Well, it's uh, not last minute because you've still got a couple, two days left after that. So. Oh, yeah, but it's with fine. Christmas, <laughs> New Year's, all that. Oh, yeah, mate. We still haven't got New Year's gig, man. Let's oh. get that happen. Oh, you can get it. Easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to that discussion. Here we go with the next section. So you are playing uh, somewhere else other than because we've got a hobby on the hopefuls gig. You, you can't make it, but you're at the Duke of York with Chart Attack this Saturday. That's correct. The ninth, yes. right? And you'll be starting about nine. Yes, so nine yeah. start, eleven finish. Yeah. So if you want to hear Ignition, don't go to that gig. I, uh, I'm not. Won't wi- play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. What? Well, yeah. That. It's really funny. I'd maybe laugh because. I'm on the poster for the Hopefuls gig and I'm not going to be there yet. Great. Rich isn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, so we've got Friday at six o'clock at the Apex in Bury St. Edmunds. We've got the grand finale of the Bury Sound Music Competition. Uh, that will be headlined by Influx of Insanity, who we played earlier. Uh, Friday the 8th of March at the Three Eyes Monkeys in Colchester. It's International Women's Day. Oh, yes. Uh, they've got a gig with horrible dolphins, yep. legends that are uh, Blooms, the, uh, the awesome and wonderful person that is Polly Preacher, Ashley, she's great. Nice. And also so the band that we're going to play it out with, Swimsuit Competition. All female-led, uh, all very talented. Um, Friday the 8th of March, we've got the John Peel Centre of Creative Arts. We've got the International Women's Day. Woo. Uh, that's There's Motherfunker are playing that one. Sweet. Girl Vanya and the gang and, and, and Ryan. Uh, Suki Silvertongue, Sienna Potter, Roma... Oh, yes. Raising money for charity, the legend that is. And Sally Army. They're all playing at the uh, John Peel Centre for Creative Arts this Friday. Uh, Saturday the 9th, we've got the Premier Pool Club. Oh, yeah. Old Darren Smith and Dead Soul Promotions is doing Death Fest. Some really good death metal bands playing there. Uh, so if you want your head to fall off its hinges, uh, check out the Premier Pool Club Saturday 9th of March. That's an all day, I think. Um, also at the Grand Old Duke of York again Saturday 9th of March is Charter Tag live yeah, at the boy. Duke of York you've got to check them out uh, you know I've heard the bass player is wonderful uh, Saturday he's not <laughs> oh wait wait no no he's great he's great he's great <laughs> you free Charlie oh my goodness <laughs> self, self-deprecate uh, Saturday 7th o'clock we've got Through Eyes Monkeys in Colchester uh, you got tele- Telepathy Made of Teeth Tuscar and Three Thrones they're quite that's quite a lot of doom stoner metal Really nice and droney yeah. kind of sounding stuff. Uh, also, the ninth Saturday, we've got the Smokehouse. Here we are. Uh-huh. Uh, Sunscreen presents a night of psych with Mac- Wax Machine, Kyanos, 
uh, and wax machine. So yes, yeah, a good. night of psych with yeah, wax machine. Exactly. That's a really nice sentence. Yeah, it is. I like that. Ooh, no, it just it just flows nice. It do. Uh, Saturday night for March at eight o'clock. We've got Coda, Colchester, new place I haven't been yet. Um, we've got Crooked State, South Hours, and Slater, all on the JAR or JAR um, record label. So check that out for some new original music. Uh, at the Three Wise Monkeys though in Ipswich. Hoppy and the Hopefuls. Yeah. So we'll be on the side of town from Harley, uh, soldiering on without his wonderful good looks. Um, so we're going to be at Through Wise Monkeys uh, from nine o'clock, I think. Nice. So yeah, that'll be yeah. good. Um, interesting I- thing I saw pop up was Ipswich Makers Space um, is doing an, a, this thing called Atari Punk Girls, which is for for, for, for young girls only, for, I think between, between about 13 and 18, uh, learning how to circuit bend and make their own synths and sound triggers. Awesome, So yeah. if, you, if anybody's listening and they've got like young kids or uh, you know who are girls who would like to get in you or you think that they've got a flair um take them along see they could build their own synth and they might be making electronic music even if it's not necessarily something that they if they don't seem to be uh, potentially musical if they seem to be into like just anything electronics we did i don't know if you did it in your class but i did it a bit at high school uh uh, college sorry and it was really fun really interesting you just pull apart kids toys and keyboards and and stuff like that in front of them and you don't break eye contact. Yes. Just destroy their children. Just destroy their toys. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, harsh. Awesome. Make some awesome it noises. It is loads of fun. You can make some really weird noises, can't you? Last one I've got here is Keith Sadler presents Joy Ellis live music at Arlington's. That's Sunday at 7 o'clock. So the the, uh, the Atari Punk Girls thing is Saturday at 11 o'clock and at 2 o'clock. So there's two sessions uh, to, to get your young buddy musicians involved. Uh, anything else you want to add, mon frere? Um, have you, did you mention Pam's house? No, I did not. Okay, Jay, uh, we got Pam's house uh, Saturday uh, at Ipswich Town house? Hall. I have no idea, uh, but support from Danny Rampling, Jeremy Healy, and UK Tonic RM Two. No idea. No but idea. But there you go. If those words mean anything though, to you, so that could be quite a yeah. big show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, we that we did do a, a little rockabilly um, band name. Uh, uh, generator, which we were going to do a little bit on, to, on, on, oh, yeah. on the show today, but I think we'll do that next. We'll week do it next week. Yeah, so I've got my dice out. ready. Our Facebook game is up there on our on our Facebook page. Yeah, um, but we also put it on our Instagram as well. So follow that if you feel like it. Um, Harley, mate, that was one wonderful to hear what you do. Don't you do some good things? Oh, and, oh, you and your mother proud. I do. I do my best to make stuff. Proud, Proud. <laughs> and mothers happened. What? See, that wasn't self-deprecating. That was good. <laughs> I am good at stuff. Okay, <laughs> yes, what are we going to finish with? I'd like to play swimsuit competition in recognition of International Women's Day this Friday. Um, so, yeah, you can check them out at Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester with some other wonderful female-fronted bands. Uh, if you're a lady listen to this, be musical, get on it. This is... Pull hun- some toys apart. <laughs> yeah, this is Honey by Swimsuit Competition. Bye. Bye. Thank you.